You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from tripadvice.com. And today's episode is sponsored by Spartagen XT, your all natural supplement to help boost your sex drive and to increase stamina in the bedroom. So if you have any issues with your testosterone, well, this is an all natural advanced testosterone formula, which I highly, highly suggest you check out at Spartan libido.com. Again, this is filled with herbs and vitamins. It's a supplement to help boost your sex drive, boost your libido, and increase your testosterone. So if you have any issues with testosterone or you fear that you might be losing testosterone, well, then I suggest you check this out and see if it can help you. And you can check it out again at spartanlibido.com. So if you have a hard time, no pun intended, being able to maintain erections, or you finish too fast in the bedroom, this could be something that could help you. So don't mess up in the bedroom the next time you're with a girl. Check out Spartagen XT at SpartanLibido.com. Now today's episode is a really deep one, actually. We talk about some deep inner game issues. We're still on this series here where I am digging up into the archives of old coaching sessions that I recorded. And I'm playing them for you here on the podcast. Now, there's a bunch of these, and I'm not playing all of them because it would be however many episodes long. I'm just really picking out the best of. I'm only digging out and picking out and listening to the best ones that I think are going to help you the most. So this is one that I did ooh, maybe about four years ago now with a client of mine who was having a lot of uh, self-esteem issues and nice guy issues. So if you suffer from nice guy issues, and you're going to learn what that is on this podcast today, or you suffer from deep inner game issues, which means maybe self-esteem, maybe you're not feeling so confident, you're not feeling good about yourself in terms of who you are as a person, well, listen to this. Listen to this live coaching call. We get really deep and we talk about all this stuff and different ways to solve it. Okay, and I think that this is going to help you tremendously because we get we have some really amazing breakthroughs here with my student, and it's all recorded for you to listen to and learn from. So sit back and relax. It's about 25 minutes long. And there's some great stuff in there, and it's pretty raw. You know, I did not edit this out. This is just me pressing record and going off the cuff and doing a live coaching session. So you might hear some weird interruptions and stuff like that going on as we're as we're talking. And it kind of just cuts off at the end. But I remember this this recording. I remember it, we were done with the conversation. So it's not like you missed anything. It was pretty much over. So let's get to it. Here it is, my coaching uh, session talking about nice guy, talking about inner game. This is going to help you a lot. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you learn from it. Here it is. So three reasons why nice guys never get the date and never get laid. So we went over some of that stuff already. I was just saying, uh, on the, on the drive home last night, you were saying that I was submissive. Yeah. So I talked about like, I was like, what do you see in me kind of thing? And you just brought that up. Yeah. Submissive. I mean, 
It's kind of more of an intuition thing. Okay. You know? Um, but, like, yeah, like, you, like you're following me. Like, you're not keeping up with me. Mm-hmm. You know? You're, um, you're agreeable. Mm-hmm. You know? You kind of have this, like, defeatist mentality. You know what I'm talking about. Um, denying myself. Everything is negative. Everything is, I suck. Everything is, I fucked up. Everything is, I'm retarded. (laughs) That's how I'm hearing you speak. Yeah. So that's why we had to go over inner game for so long, because that's where it all begins. Yeah. The techniques are just, they're good, but if you don't feel good about yourself, no one's going to feel good about you. Yeah. The only reason why you don't feel good about yourself is because you don't feel good about yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you know you're a cool guy. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. You're a cool guy. You're an awesome guy. Yeah. You are. You're an awesome guy. Thank you. You're an awesome guy. You are. So you have to realize that. Mm-hmm. You realize that when you're talking to anybody, literally anybody, and I don't mean in a cocky way, like I'm better than you, mm-hmm. but that you're a guy of value. You bring pleasure to other people's lives. You're mm-hmm. talented. You're driven. You're not lazy. Mm-hmm. You're open-minded. You're open to change. Not a lot of people are open to change. Yeah. You're an awesome guy. (laughs) I believe it. But it doesn't even matter if I believe it. If I don't, then it's all for nothing. Right. Yeah. So you have to stop... (laughs) that voice in your head that's telling you to feel shitty about everything. Because if you continue to feel shitty, then everything's going to be shitty. And you're never going to keep applying and keep learning. Mm-hmm. you got to keep moving forward. You have to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And with a negative attitude, it's going to be difficult. You're going to be fighting against yourself. Yep. I'll be knocking myself off my track. Constantly. It's not a battle of the sexes. It's not man versus woman. Like, you fucked up and you're like, well, she was a bitch. Or she sucked. Or she was ugly anyways. Mm -hmm. You know? That attitude is never going to push you forward. Yeah. Instead, it's 
All right, it didn't work out that one time. How can I get better? What can I fix? Or maybe there's that small chance that it truly was out of your hands. Mm -hmm. But that's usually not always the case. There's always something you can do better. Yeah, there's always room for improvement. Right. Mm -hmm. Like even when I went out and did those approaches, I remember I came back to you, I was like, you know what, I should have done this, I should have done this, I forgot to do this. <laughs> you know, I mean, it still worked out, yeah. but, you know, maybe there's some things I could have done better, and I'll know, okay, to teach future students that stuff, or I'll have to do that next time. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. But I know if I did, like, 20 more approaches that night, by, like, the 5th or 6th, 7th approach, I would have fixed all those things, because I would be like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that, I gotta do that, or, that girl didn't react to me so well, why? Oh, it's probably because of this, or, I might have said that kind of weirdly, that might have been creepy, okay, well, maybe I don't know if it was or not, but I'll try not to do that next time and see if I get better results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, like, a feedback thing, it's not like, somebody's, some assholes, like, following you around, pointing out your faults in a negative way. It's... It's constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. I just call it critiquing, because that doesn't have the uh, same negative vibe as criticism. Hmm. Um, feedback. Feedback. Feedback on, on uh, your, you know, you have a craft you're working on, so you need feedback, you need to know... Write a skill. Yeah. If it is a skill, then that means that you need feedback on it to know if you're applying that skill. Right. That's just the way it works, but it's framed differently. It's framed based on uh, so many emotions and uh, ideas of self-worth are tied to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta, you gotta burst through those. Mm -hmm. You gotta burst through your ego, mm -hmm. creating those moments of suffering, telling you that you're not good enough, telling you that, you know, so and so is gonna be, it's gonna be difficult. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, anyways, back to what we were saying originally is the submissive part. So, yeah, I saw that you, I could just tell that you were submissive mm -hmm. for all those little reasons. Yeah. Because those, all those inner game issues cause a person to put themselves in a place of lower value, which would make them submissive. Say that again? If a person has all those personality traits or inner game issues, they will put themselves, that makes them feel like they're lower value. And the lower value behavior is essentially submissive. Yeah. I mean, really? yeah, yeah, for sure. That's part of it. Okay. Yeah. It, it could cause that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think other things can cause you to be submissive, but that's definitely it. Yeah. Well, just, it's my... Um, yeah, you think people are better than you. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just intimidated for some reason. So I'm like, uh, it's that nice guy syndrome where 
I I have this thing where I'm kind of like, uh, well, I told you, I'm kind of aloof, right? I just sort of go with the flow. But the only time I get driven is when I'm working on my projects, right? And that's just me and the project. When it comes to me being around other people, I don't have my own thing going on. I don't have, like, my own world going on or my own frame. So I just sort of go with the flow. And that meant following you. I mean, like, you're my coach. So I'm just sort of, like, letting you go around. But I, during that time, I could have been following your advice but kind of doing my own thing rather than waiting for you to do everything. So that's just kind of, it's just a bad habit I'm going to have to break out of. Right. It's, well, it's, it has to do with being independent, I guess, too. Meeting girls and socializing has to be a project. Yeah. <laughs> that's a project. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought you already saw it that way. But if not, this is a project. That was my project. It was a project. I worked on it. I was actively working on it in... in Setting goals and accomplishing stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a project. Yes. Projects have however long it takes to to accomplish a project could be whatever whatever time limit. There's gonna be ups and downs throughout the entire project. Mm-hmm. But you gotta stay with it. Yeah. And keep working at it. Okay. So basically, we're saying three reasons why girls don't like nice guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So a nice guy is submissive, which is not dominant. Mm-hmm. Dominance is an attractive male trait. Yes, I knew that. Why? Why is being dominant attractive to women? It comes down to our evolution. Women are physically more vulnerable than men. A man has to be physically less... So if she's vulnerable, then that means that a man is no good to her unless he is less vulnerable, physically and mentally. Let's say the guy's big and tough, but he's submissive and doesn't stand up and protect her. That's no good. But if he is dominant, that essentially means that he puts himself first. Okay, so if a man is dominant, then that means that the woman can trust that it makes her feel safe, basically. And it makes her feel like he's controlling things. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the the intrinsic biological shit that's going on in terms of the dominance mm-hmm. thing. I'm not sure how it relates to actual like uh, social dynamics, but that's the like the biology part of it. Well, the way it relates to social dynamics is just understanding that we know that that's an attractive trait. We know that women are attracted to that. So we have to show those traits. Mm-hmm. They want to know that they can find a man who's dominant. Yeah. Nice guys are not dominant. Nice guys are submissive. They're going to let girls walk all over them. They're going to let people walk all over them. Yeah. So, and, uh, women do not want to be around a guy like that because he has to be, uh, Strong. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's not even being about physically strong. Although that helps him, you know. Doesn't yeah. hurt. Doesn't hurt, yeah. But you don't have to be. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you can run your life fine. Right. Because you make decisions. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, another reason why nice guys don't get the girl. Because they're boring. 
and girls want to have fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Boring. Why do I want to spend my time with anybody who's boring? I don't want to spend time with a guy who's boring. Mm-hmm. My friends aren't boring. They won't be my friends. Why do I want to, why do I want to spend time, our most precious commodity? Why do I want to spend my precious time with someone who I can't have fun with? Why does a girl want to spend and have sex with a guy, spend time and have sex with a guy who's boring? They don't. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. You have to be interesting. Nice guys are boring because they're bland. And I think the nice guy syndrome is caused by self-esteem issues. So the self-esteem makes the nice guys boring because they don't, uh, again, it's that denying themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, this, uh, they're boring and bland because they because they have low self-esteem, there's no passion and drive. They're just sort of humdrum going through life, the steps. Right. But there's no real like life and spirit right. behind it. So that's part of the reason why they're bland. Right. And I also, like, think, thinking of my experience, I sort of expect and hope that because I'm such a nice guy, everybody just recognizes it, and that, that's why I get, um, that's what will bring me my uh, success and recognition. Right. So what we have to learn is that nice guys, while it's a good trait to be nice... It's not the only trait that's going to attract women. No. You know? When we say nice guys, we don't mean, you know, oh, well, well, if women aren't attracted to nice guys, then they're attracted to assholes. And it's not really the same thing. No. You can be a good person. Yeah. And not be a nice guy. Right. Yeah. How we're labeling the nice guy. Mm -hmm. Submissive. Boring. Right, and and part of attracting uh, women, or, or I should say, part of the reason of why the nice guy doesn't attract the woman is because you know they're they don't have any polarity. So I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. you know, they're just kind of doing what they got to do, mm-hmm. like what you said, and they're not polarizing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's more interesting to be with somebody who has an opinion, who has thoughts, who has passion, who's got that that you know drive for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you're a nice guy and you're agreeable, it's just it's just it's not exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're that's the thing is you can't be an asshole and you can't be too non-agreeable because then you're just not going to be able to connect with the girl. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a dichotomy in a sense. Mm-hmm. You can't really go to both sides. You got to stay somewhere in the middle, you know, but you don't want to be too perfectly in the middle because then you're not polarizing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's funny how that works because you're, you don't want to be a prick face. <laughs> Essentially, right. we don't want to. But if you're just too agreeable, then 
the woman gets the sense, again, this is all theoretical stuff I read, the woman gets the sense that you could be pushed around. Like, she sort of, it's almost sort of like a shit test. Like, she'll, like, try to walk all, if she suspects the guy, this is, like, unconscious on her part, but she, if she suspects that the guy's uh, submissive, then she will, like, push him around to see how he reacts. And then if he's easy to push around, then she, like, sort of loses interest in him because she knows, well, he's submissive, he's weak, he's not uh, equipped to, for me. Right. So, because she thinks, well, if I can push him around, anybody can push him around, and I don't want to be with a guy who can be pushed around, because that's, it wouldn't keep me safe. Right, it wouldn't be uh, a life that I want to live, like an exciting, interesting, safe life. Yeah, exactly. So it's basically wired into their uh, instincts. Yeah. Based on what I read. <laughs> anyway. And, let's see, another, I'm trying to think of a third reason of why nice guys never get the game go away. The qualities of a nice guy. I got one for you. Um, because the nice guys don't go for what they want, so they're not going to go for the girl, really. They might even, like, even if the girl is, like, showing interest, they might abandon or, like, eject, like you say. Um, so, like, if I was to come on to a girl and, like, aggressively and boldly flirt with her and all that shit, that seems just, like, such a huge leap to me, because I'm just so, I'm just, like, caution to the wind going for what I want, which is her, you know? Right. And guys don't go for what they want. That's a good point. So, basically, what I'm hearing you say is that... The reason why a nice guy is never going to get the girl, never get laid, is because he's not going to be... Because they don't take chances. They don't flirt. Yeah, they don't they take chances. They don't go sexual. They don't... And they, they feel ashamed if... They feel ashamed of going sexual. They think it's bad. Right. It's their the way they're conditioned. Like, I think... This is this is another way that I've been messed up. I don't know how it happened to me, is that but... that something you read also? No. This, okay. this is, like, my own observation. Okay. Is, um... Uh... Even though flirting is a perfectly... Not, well, actually, it is kind of what I read. I read in one of the books, the manual, I read about it, and it talks about how guys that are nice guys, they... Uh, their social conditioning makes it so that they're afraid to be flirtatious. Even though it's perfectly natural behavior. Also, I think a big thing there is that nice guys will... Want, nice guys want everyone to like them. Mm -hmm. If they push sexual boundaries with the girl, then there's a chance that they're going to get rejected. And a nice guy can't handle getting rejected because... He needs everybody to like him. He needs everybody to like him. Indeed, yes. So that nice guy is like, I can't handle someone not liking me. Mm -hmm. And they assume that if you start to flirt with a girl and go sexual, well... They're probably assuming because they have low confidence that the girl's not going to like them. Yeah, sure. So, so it's easier just to be nice, be their friend, be the nice guy who's non-sexual, yeah. and then friend-zoned. And not just one more friend and one less girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm worried, like, if I see, like, a girl and we're like, there's nothing like, uh, 
uh, flirty or sexual going on, but we're just sort of hanging out. And then I thought, okay, well, I want to sort of move on her kind of thing. And then I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, but if it doesn't go well, then it'll fuck everything up. And that's not good. And that's uncomfortable. So I don't want to do that. Plus, something about flirting just makes me feel like that's bad. That's dirty. That's, I don't know where that came from, but right. it's there. Right. <laughs> feel like I'm being bad. Right. Like, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, you need to be proper. Yeah. You need to be a gentleman. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But what guys don't realize is that girls want sex. They want the guy to take her and fuck her. Yeah. Give her... Yeah. You know why? It's because I was raised by all females. They raised me to be all, like, all proper and whatnot. Bad. Bad, yeah. And one another thing in that book, it said that, like, uh, uh, moms, grandmas, aunts, they do not think of their uh, sons, grandsons, or nephews in a sexual way. So they raise them in such a way where uh, everything is completely asexual, uh, even though there's a male-female dynamic. So when the the poor guy that's raised by all females goes into his adult life, it's the same sort of thing going on. Mm-hmm. So flirting with a woman is just so out there to them because it wasn't, because it never happened. I, I, can, I don't explain it very well, but yeah, it's, it's uh, just something that I think is probably happens with a lot of poor guys that didn't have any male role models in their life that were raised by all females. They learn that they have to t- get approval from females and that's what happened to me and I hear it's a common thing. They should see their dad flirting with their mom. Yeah. They should see their dad grabbing their mom and giving her a big kiss. Yeah, and grabbing her ass and all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe not when they're five, but like when they start to get older, they should see the flirt, the love. Because mm-hmm. then they're going to be like, oh, that's what my dad does. Which is normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to know like, oh, that's that's how I should treat women like with this flirty, this flirty way. Yeah, because... He'll look at it and notice that she likes it. That's the biggest thing. Right. I always used to think that girls didn't like it. It's like, and this is a little intense and deep, but it's like when fathers beat their mothers, a lot of times they're, the, those, the siblings, and the siblings, uh, the, the children will grow up t- to beat their wives. Because mm-hmm. that's what they know. Yeah. You know, it's like they know other way. They don't know any other way. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.